Hey everybody, welcome to Multi Multi, a podcast discussing the multitude of multi-site student ministry. My name is EJ Swanson. I'm joined by two of my great friends, Mr. Joe Crabb. Hey there. And Miss Kim Schuler. Hello. Mrs. I'm sorry. It's all good. I love your wonderful husband. <laughs> and um, we're also here with one of our um, greatest uh, assets and also a good friend, uh, Mr. Trevor Callis, helping us to sound great and make sure everything functions well here because the Lord definitely knows we are not that technically capable. Um, Preach. But today is a um, is an important episode because we want to be able to get ahead. And um, as we do that, I want to start off and uh, talk a little bit about the vision of our podcast, as I always do. I think um, being able to clearly know the the vision of what we're going after in each episode is really important. And you know, our hope as a, a team, as we've made this journey together, is to just equip uh, those people who are in multi-site student ministry or maybe potentially entering into it, the scary waters of multi-site, um, and share what we've learned, what we're learning, and what um, we hope to see in the future as God continues to use us in this space. And the greatest uh, privilege we have is serving within the local church, a church called Woodside Bible. And we're also a part of um, a, a great network of other podcasters called the Youth Ministry Podcast Network. And um, as we've been a part of that, we've uh, gleaned a whole bunch of knowledge from other uh, people within student ministry and youth ministry, and we're super thankful for that. Indeed we are. And I'm excited for uh, for this episode, EJ, here as we're looking forward to conference. It's one of our looking forward episodes. That's right. And and because of that, let's dive right in. We're going to look ahead uh, today, Kim, Joe, into that March and uh, April timeframe and what is happening in that season. So as we do these looking ahead episodes, the hope of it is to help people in the season prior to be able to say, hey, this is what's coming up in this season. What do you need to be looking at? And um, in this season, I feel like this is one of those times that often at least if you're in those cold states, you have a lull because it is uh, coming out of the doldrums. People I, are coming out of hibernation. Oh my word! Yeah, this is or this lack is, thereof because it's still freezing outside. Yeah, and we're snowing. recording right now in December, and it's already been you know under forty the last couple of weeks, and a little dark and gray and all that stuff, which like. With Christmas, you kind of give credence to it. You want it to be a little cold, a little snowy. It's magical. But come March, as it's still lingering on, and March is such a long month. It's the only month that comes with a command. It just seems to, like, take forever. Ever. Yeah, so, I always I always pray at that at, at like timeline. I'm like, Lord, take all four of us in this room right now and transplant us to somewhere nice and warm, a new Woodside yes. campus, because we love our church and yeah. we love each other. But just take all four of us and we'll we'll move to somewhere but warm. Lord, hear my gives prayer. Gives us a great idea for recording in March. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> great. Hey, somebody else. send us to your church. Come on. But one of the things I think that we've we've seen like throughout the last three or four years is that March can be a really tough time period in the life of students as For well. For anyone, For warm any- or cold. And, and the, um, just like the, that, that long drain, like, cause think about it through a school year real quick. You kick back into school year, you're excited. Yeah. You football season, all this stuff. You got homecoming, everything. By the time that all wraps up now, it's Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You're on a little bit of break. Then it's Christmas. Got a you're long a, break. You got a long break and then you're back in. From January until April, for a lot of schools, there's nothing else going on. So if you're in a they cold, may have only had one or two days off yeah, for a midwinter right. break. Yeah, some some when we were growing up in school, we had a whole break in February for no reason. They just had a midwinter break. Uh, you might get a snow day here or there, but like come March, now it's been 
you know, three plus months of just cold weather, so and so dark, long days and everything. But even school, there's not much to look forward to. Right. You start a new semester, the winter dances are not usually as fun as homecoming or prom. They're just kind of there. Like maybe you get a Sadie Hawkins. Maybe your school is the rare school that crushes it and uh, having a great winter dance. But no one's really looking forward to anything until spring break. It's just like Easter time or for us, it's the first week of April regardless. And then May, June, getting warm, all that stuff. So this, even in the, the regular school calendar, January, February, March are some... Tough months to to get through uh, for for students. And so and we've seen a little bit of that at times, even in in programming and everything where we, you know, we talked to the last time looking forward episode, looking forward to February and thinking that like this might be a February, early March time, which you're doing a retreat. It has always been true for us with middle school. But for the longest time, we didn't do that for high school. That's right. This season, we are. Um, and I think that hopefully that will help with some of that rhythm because mid-February, we'll have a retreat. You always got a lot of momentum after retreat, a lot of excitement. You can put another event in uh, that March time frame. Maybe that will uh, just help bring energy. And, it, and when we say events, I mean something intentional. Don't just do something for the sake of doing something. Right. Um, but yeah, it's... It's a it's a tough thing. So I think it's a, that's what I love about these looking forward episodes is that we found ourselves many times in those seasons showing up second, third week of March. We're like, man, this I need a nap. <laughs> should, we, should we take a few weeks off here? Like it was it can it can be tough for for a lot of reasons. And so, um, but how do you start thinking now to make it a success in that March April time frame? Yeah, actually, as you've said that, I've actually found that that's the best time for me to take vacation. So I need to be planning in <laughs> that, that is, series. You know, so what, I'm like, was, Lord, I need a break. True. That is true. Um, yeah. So you know, that's it, so maybe it, that's the first tip or practical yeah. thing of like, hey, look for the that spot your vacation, vacation time because yeah, for me, January, it, it actually February is, didn't allow great. you to. So like, yeah. yeah, yeah, this is a good time to think about doing it. So what do you guys think is um you know outside of uh, for us weather because that's not relevant to everybody but in multi-site is the biggest um hurdle in this march april season that people have to start thinking about um overcoming because it is it's the doldrum we we talked a little bit about that but is there something more specific in that season other than just like oh hey these are the fun things they've passed or this is the doldrum is is there something more to that yeah, I, I think that the biggest hurdle to overcome is um, can just be that just the 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 routine almost right. There's not always necessarily something to um, to look forward to or right? to capitalize on. Yeah, there's not a retreat that's coming. There's not this. So like, okay, so what are you doing to bring life? Yeah, so energy. So let me just let me just snip that because yeah. it, it, with that what I probably should have asked or what I should have said is because we've had that and we've noticed that there are some intentional things that we've specifically programmed or we found in that season that have filled the gap because of the lull. So let's take it away from the negative of why is it happening? What's there? But let's shift it to the positive and say, these are some of the things that in the season we've actually found really good. We've talked about um, in the past. And again, I'm not even positive what the rhythm is for this you know, upcoming March, yeah. April, but we've done things like purity conferences or parent retreats or parent deep dives. Tell me a little bit about why you guys have seen those, um, you know, pre-planning for those events in that season work well. 
Well, I think it creates like the downtime or like the mundane or however you want, whatever you want to call it, creates opportunity to innovate, right? Because nothing is on the calendar or nothing is a typical rhythm. So what we've seen over the past couple of years is we've either tried something once and it didn't go well, or we've tried it a couple of years in a row and innovated on top of it and saw some great growth, but maybe just in the next season, switched it out. Sure. So we've done um, some, you know, overnight, like uh, Dean Nows um, with girls, guys um, separately um, that has been beneficial in certain seasons. Uh, we've done purity conferences with parents and middle school students that has worked well in certain seasons. Um, and so finding, finding what works best in your context because you have to not only look at your students and parents, but also church-wide too, because what else is going on within your church that you do not want to compete with or you can capitalize on and partner with? Yeah. Um, because we've faced that where we've gotten displaced before, right? Um, because there's four things going on in one weekend, but no one communicated um, that they're all going on. So finding out holistically what is that rhythm for your entire church and then from there really figuring out how can we be innovative in this time to create an opportunity and capitalize on that. Yeah, and and you know the I think that the negative uh, that that thing that we, we were chat, talking about earlier just helps us to inform like hey what are some of the positive things that we've done or just being how do you even get there before and I think at times how we got there is like we just there was other things that were vying for that attention and so on and so forth so we, we weren't really looking forward and so it's just newness right you get into it you're like man this is just a this is just a different season. This do you, is just do you feel like this is the season to consistently launch things? Like, is this pilot season? That's actually a, a good thought. I think that it it can be. I think that it's definitely, if you don't have something already built into that, that rhythm, um, you know, again, historically for us on the high school end, we didn't have anything from January through April that was like a, a tradition, so to say. So we did try some different things and I think through those things, we've seen some things that have worked well, um, that have helped over the years kind of shape what is now this uh, newer, this new rhythm that mm -hmm. allows you to kind of say, hey, we've tried this out before, and this doesn't seem to necessarily just be tied to this season. Right. Usually when you're talking about maybe a, a, you know, a fall retreat, well, that's tied to a season. You want to do a, a backyard bash. I'm going to be tied to you want to do a beach day for a majority of us in the United States. That's going to be tied to a season. Some of these things that we were doing, you know, when we were doing things in regard to we bring parents and students together and talk about, you know, sex and sexuality and give parents an opportunity to have a conversation with their middle school student about those things. That's not tied to a season. Um, it actually worked well in a cold weather state to say like, well, that can be done indoors. And we've actually at times done it, you know, and outdoors. We've done it That's in right. the summer season. So I think that is actually a good point, EJ, that maybe and, and maybe March is not that time for you as you guys are looking. And maybe as you're listening to this, you're like, hey, we are getting ready to look at our calendar. That time for us is actually November. Right. Um, maybe November is that time. And I really think it's a good thought. Is there a time in your calendar that you guys can pilot some things, whether programs, initiatives, or events? You know, what made me think of that is usually in the, the chaos of Christmas, mm -hmm. right? It seems like after um, 
you know, Thanksgiving hits for most people within the church world, it's just boom, 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 boom. And I feel like at least in our context, we get a little bit of respite between Christmas and New Year's. So coming back into that January timeframe, I often feel pretty refreshed, which is also a lot of times when I ideate or come up with the best things or have the clearest mind. So I, I just thought of that in the moment saying like, oh, I wonder if that's the season where maybe we should be piloting some stuff. I think it's also, though, an important season to plan for. And the reason I say plan for is because there are some major things that happen right uh, on the heels of the March-April. We're talking things like transitioning kids um, from either fifth grade, depending on where your ministry lies, into sixth grade, uh, into middle school ministry, or that crucial transition of eighth grade into high school, again, in our context. and I know that's super important, as well as even um, leaning in further to the thought of um, sending off seniors really well and yeah. getting ahead of the game on that. Can you guys talk a little bit about the things that you know we ideate for? Yes, and it's a good season to pilot, but it also has to be a really good season to plan. So let's talk about a couple of those rocks, at least for us, that have been important in that season, um, transitioning students as well as sending off seniors well. Yeah, I think that thinking through it now, although you might be like, man, that that seems it's December, you're talking about something that my church might not do until August. Here we do in June in regard to moving our students up in those grades is you might not be thinking about it or might seem like a far way off, but those parents, especially if it's that first senior that's graduating, uh, that first eighth grader who's moving to high school, that first fifth or sixth grader moving into middle school or junior high, they're thinking about it, and they'll mm-hmm. be thinking about it here here soon and, and, and everything. So, And you how, usually know they're thinking about it because you're already getting grad invites yeah. or open house invites or save the dates. Yeah, exactly. So I think it's important to begin communicating, and as a team, both at an individual campus or across campuses, think through what is our strategy that we can contextualize, because there's going to be some practical things that certain campuses are going to be able to do that others aren't, but principally, what are all of you as a multi-site team doing to ensure that those transitions for parents, even if you're like, man, we run a combined model. It's middle school, high school. I'm the pastor for both. This eighth grader is just moving to this room over here as a ninth grader. It's still a milestone that's worth celebrating. And although they're not moving far in your venue, they may be moving far when it comes to school. They might be going to a whole new school setting with half their friends are going to another high school and they're going to this high school and they're getting thrown in with 1,500, 2,000 plus people. Like there is a lot still going on in that student's life for us to acknowledge Mm -hmm. and to point out to them that, hey, in this important season, we want to be with you in this transition. And although all that's changing, aren't you glad that this is staying the same, that you have a familiar place that you can come back to? So That and if anything, give them tools and equip them for another yeah. four years with you as a pastor. Exactly. And these are things that, <laughs> yeah, that preach. on the principal end of things, that regardless of your campus size or context, if you've got 80 eighth graders or one eighth grader, that you can do in your own content. You can contextualize, but you can still do those things. So, but again, if you're not thinking about that, because you might have that D now or that retreat coming up in that February, March timeframe, and then spring break hits and then Easter hits, and now it's May. And you're just like, we're just good because there's always just kids who are just churning up anyway. So like they'll be here and so on. 
it it just doesn't it doesn't communicate value ultimately if you're not being intentional and so we we do usually we do our open house events um anywhere between that january through march time frame we've mm. kind of ideated and kind of tried some iterations of it and um one month hasn't proved to be more fruitful than another month. Yeah, uh, just kind of have depend on times at staff and and so on. But that's generally that January through um, March time frame is when we will intentionally invite fifth grade students and parents to come to a, one of our middle school programming nights to observe everything. And then when we send the students to small group, fifth graders and their the students and their parents stay in the room. We do the same thing for our eighth graders and everything um, for our high school programming. And we just kind of talk about the upcoming transition, opportunities that they'll have, answer any questions and talk how we partner with them. But it's important to do that early on, especially like because you wait to like May, June. They've got everything else that's vying oh, yeah. for their attention because oh, yeah. they've got their yeah. the school things they have to do. And then summer's coming and travel plans or they're graduating high school and on down the line. So um, that's kind of some of that stuff that we look to think about now. And you listening right now can be thinking about, OK, because that's really simple just to work with your kids team and say, what's the night that works best for us or what's the day that works best for, for us, students and kids to invite the fifth graders or those sixth graders, however you work in your context, to come check out a night of middle school. Okay, can you, I know this isn't the, spe, the specificity of this, maybe we should jump into this in a different episode, but what have you found as um, critical with communicating to parents in that? And my hope by asking that is, is when you're talking to them about the transitions um, for their students, what are the, the key critical things parents have to know? Well, one, I think they'll, go first to dates, right? Okay. Like they'll want to know calendar. Yep. Um, so we've tried really hard to map out specifically like our biggest things, right? Which we would say are mission trips, events, or mission trips, retreats um, that we try and give out in advance because a lot of families are planning vacations. Totally. Year, even two years in advance. So we want to make sure that it is on their radar. Secondly, um, we love to communicate the development of their student in that time frame, um, the development or the area in which they're coming out of and into. Um, so we focus on friendships, we focus on physical development, mental development, and really just talk about it. Um, so that not that we're experts, right? Um, not that we have kids that right. are but their student's a, age. There's a comfort. But Yes, absolutely. We have experience yep. um, with working with them, um, but really just having a conversation about it and how to best navigate some of those waters as they enter into those into a new season, into a maybe for the first, it's their first middle school student, or it's their last, and even dealing with that. Yeah. Um, so those are the conversations we love having with parents during those times, but also just getting them familiar uh, with the rhythm because what they come from in kids' ministry looks a lot different f to what they're coming into in middle school and then high school programming. Um, it's, I mean, we still have the same foundations, but how it's you know, articulated or how it's um, displayed or um, functioning within the setting looks different. And in the multi-site um, context here, uh, for each of our campuses, has that looked the same? Has that looked different? 
what what has happened across our campuses and then uh, I'll get some final thoughts from you guys yeah it's definitely looked different like I said earlier just because of context yeah right and that's why I think it's very important to definitely share practical ideas with one another hey this is what this campus has done this is what this campus has done um, but it depending on your multi-site context um, and I think regardless for most of us it's still true it's not not going to be able to look the same right. across the board and so there's definitely wisdom and and sharing practical things but also giving some freedom there so that innovation can occur uh, because that as a campus does it new idea might come out that's going to better the team um, but principally, I think that principally it's looked the same. We've, we've talked about this before when it comes to some of our milestone transition events is that it doesn't have to all look the same, but there are certain standards that it must meet. That if you're doing a transition event for your fifth to sixth graders, it shouldn't just be like, hey, um, here's some pizza and some high fives yeah. we'll see in a, a week or whatever right. make it, it make it intentional yeah. make it purposeful make it spiritually significant talk about how this next phase of life that they're entering into as a middle school student how god um has a has a purpose for them as a middle school student to live out the gospel and what that looks like and and so on and how um th their relation with their parent might change and how you're there to help that which can be a strain like there's those are principal things. Those are beneficial things. Those that are cascade across. That, yeah, that regardless of your context, even if it's just a one-on-one, -on -one, you got one eighth grader, and it's just you're a, a, a guy who's the pastor, and you got one eighth grade girl. So bring in that eighth grade girl leader, and the three of you talk about how excited you are about this next phase of life, and um, how the, you want to, them to know that that you're here for them and praying with them, and again, just make it significant. So. Yeah. Across campuses, practically, has not looked the same. Principally, um, we've that's been our aim. That's great. Okay, guys, last thoughts on um, looking ahead to um, this. Uh, I'll call it beginning of spring time frame. Um, th thoughts as we wrap things up. I think it's just practically sitting down and looking at your calendar overall and what is going to be the best rhythm or position for you to. Um, being in that time frame, church holistically, but also student ministry specifically, um, and doing it not alone, doing it with community, um, your uh, fellow coworkers and staff. So because that's where new ideas are born, um, but it also gives a better insight and picture into what's going on holistically. Awesome, Joe. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think this is the, what I like about these conversations. Is obviously, we're talking a lot of times about our context, our calendar, and we understand that our rhythm is not the exact same. Maybe it's similar to, to a lot of you. Maybe it's vastly different. But like you said, EJ, earlier, that um, maybe there is a time frame, a month or so in your calendar where you can give way to, to ideation and everything. Um, I think that one of the things that you need to start thinking about now to best prepare for March uh, are, is everything Kim just said. But then in addition, what is going to pop up in March that you need to be able to start to, to handle and prepare mm -hmm. for, right? I, I think this is, this is a good time to start having those conversations uh, with leaders and students and everything, like in that, maybe that March timeframe of like, hey, what, you know, this is kind of what we've been thinking about for summer. 
Um, this is what we've been thinking about for next school year. Is there anything that you want to talk about? Like, I think March is a good time to begin thinking, like looking back and evaluating. I think you should be evaluating a lot more often than, you know, six, seven months into the school year. Um, but like, I think that's, that's a good thing to be begin doing is that March is, like you said, April's going to come. April's going to be a quick month. We have spring break. We have Easter. We only run programming halfway through May. Then it's on to summer. So March it's a long time. It can yeah. be a long time to really forward think of like what needs to happen next and create space to invite in leaders and students and parents hmm. to shape that thought process moving forward. That's great. Well, I, I feel like I'm, I'm better prepared and I hope each of you are as well. If there's anything that we um, have shared in today's episode, we would love to hear from you, how it resonated with you or how we can better serve you. We love le uh, learning and leading alongside each and every one of you and are thankful that um, we have the opportunity to be here on Multi Multi. Thanks for listening today. Go ahead and give this episode, if it was relevant to you or you learned something to share, uh, like and comment on any of our posts so we can know what's going on. Send us in the topics that you would love to hear about and um, know that we truly find um, high value in serving alongside of each and every one of you. Have a great day. We love you. God loves you more. Bye. Bye.